the tribe The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer Winter's Call. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call. So we are officially, because I'm tired of trying to keep track of what episode we're on, we're officially on season two. The season of the witch. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were close. You were close. You you were very close. You were just off by one letter. Oh, the bitch. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, my brain has spell check. No, uh, so. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right, so I'm Odin. This is Tear. Welcome to season two, and boy, are we going to kick it off with a hell of an episode, right? Oh, shit. So if you all thought our previous, like, Winter's Rage was bad, just wait till this one kicks off. Right. You know, I, I really thought that we were done for after our last podcast. You know, that... FBI, how can I help you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, don't need any of your donuts. <laughs> uh, but but they didn't come after us, so we get to continue. Uh, so, operative word being yet. Shh, I'm telling you, Thanksgiving. So, uh, uh, we're doing the written house. Uh, all right so <laughs> it this this is being recorded on the 16th of november happy birthday sister so uh the 16th of november and uh well how do we put this what was it that not some dude said oh yes the world is trash and everything is garbage think it's garbage so we have <laughs> we have these assholes who decided that they're going to sit here and uh, protest uh, that anything other than a guilty verdict? And yes, I'm I'm not going to pull any punches about what these people are. They're assholes. This is the clearest case of self-defense that I've ever heard in my entire life. And these you say fuckers, asshole? Yeah. You say asshole. I say anarchist, racist, sons of bitches that hate America. It should be put down. Fair. I'm fair. I'm more vicious than you are, though. <laughs> fair. I'll go with that. But no, they sit here and uh, we all listen to the trial, all all the hours of the trial, right? We can all come to a reasonable guess that the prosecution sucks so bad that they tried to get a mistrial, but the judge wouldn't Wait. let them. Oh, hold on, hold on a minute. I would like to say this that I've, I, however it happens, there is only one charge of murder that Rittenhouse is guilty of. That dude's career. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he went to law school, but I want to go because I think I could pass that bar. <laughs> like, holy shit. Three like, weeks even later, if I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you, you listen to it. Like, the man has, he's using things that don't even matter, things that aren't even related to the case. Getting to the point where he's arguing with the judge, and even the judge is like, you can't do that. It's basic fucking law. You can't hey, hey, do hey, that. Hey, 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 hey. He went to the he went to the well-esteemed college of liberal fuckery law and underwater basket weaving. So I'm just saying. Is that next to the class for underwater wood welding? <laughs> underwater wood. <laughs> no, no, no. The whole college is named that. I'm just saying. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. It's absolutely asinine. Like anybody with half a brain that watched that, you don't even have to know a lot about law. But watching it, you're sitting there going, bruh, did you like mean to hand the entire case over to the defense? Because I mean, Grosquitz, right off the bat, your main key witness calls you a fucking liar on stage. Right? Right? right. <laughs> like on the stand, he's like, no, 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 this is what happened. So bad that he even facepalmed. That was the other one, the other yeah. attorney. But yeah, facepalmed. 
when you go out to eat. Children under five eat free. He's five. No, I'm six. <laughs> Fuck. No, I mean, that's legitimately what happened. I'm sitting here, but you know what gets me, though? Like, we're, we're talking about these people that are willing to riot. They're already gathered around the courthouse just waiting, just waiting for a reason, just waiting for it to kick off. Yeah. They want they want anything. It doesn't matter. If he's not given the death penalty, they're yeah. going to riot. You know how you fix it? You know how you fix it? You arm Kyle. And send him out in front of the courthouse to fucking defend it. Because apparently he's the only dude with balls within a hundred fucking miles of that building. Let's be honest. And now you've got... Okay, so here's what we know. They they just adjourned for the night. Um, they... they I assume they had a, a decision. But two of the jurors wanted to know about how they would be protected. Depending on how they offered. Welcome to the death of America. Well, Welcome they're literally to the holding. death of the justice system. So out of the 12 jurors that went in, right? There are 12 jurors that went in. Yep. Out of the 12, 10 of them have already made a decision. There's only two that are creating a holdup. Yep. And you know what's that? Now, I'm going to say this. And this is going to sound funny coming from me. But in some regards, I don't fucking blame them. I don't blame them one bit. I do. They're not going to get any protection. I do. No, I, I, I do. Uh, okay, so I do from the principle of the matter, but I can understand where they're coming from because they're not going to get any defense. They're going to be, you know, they've already been doxxed. Their families are already being threatened. What about for po- poor fucking Kyle? Yeah. He's yeah. Out, his life. Look, the guy, the, the MAGA hat wearing guy on the stairs. Uh, what's his name? Um, Sanderson. Who sued CNN for defamation? Got two hundred and fifty million dollars from CNN and other news agencies. I hope Kyle bankrupts them. I want oh, that I, dude to be the fucking richest dude on the planet. Sue I want them him to into not just, oblivion. Not just CNN. Not just CNN. Not even just news networks. You know, it's it, it, you could do it from any actor, and hell, you could even do it for Biden. No, Biden and Harris. Even better. I would sue them all. I would sue them all oh, for defamation. I agree. But you know who else I would go after? Facebook. GoFundMe. YouTube. All of these organizations that censored GoFundMe canceled out of political issues. Canceled his ability to get bail through a GoFundMe. Facebook. If you put anything positive about Facebook, you violated their terms. For uh, shooters. Okay. That's how I got my my last ban on Facebook on my other account. Was talking about Rittenhouse. And you know what interests me about it? You sit there, like, if you were to type in Rittenhouse right now, Kyle Rittenhouse, you cannot find him whatsoever on Facebook. You can't even find Rittenhouse. It's all Riddlehouse or Rottenhouse or they, some they character wiped, of the name. The moment that he got charged, they wiped him from existence. But you can find things for George Floyd. Convicted fucking felon. Drug dealing wife beating motherfucker. But not a mass shooter. Oh, oh, not a mass shooter. What about that twig down there in fucking Texas? I don't know. I don't even know his name. Nor do I care. They should have buried him under the jail. I don't care why you shot somebody. I really don't. It wasn't for self-defense. You walked into a school with a weapon and you shot multiple people. I yeah, don't Think care. about this. That's that's a premeditated attack. And here's why I want to bring it up. That's a premeditated attack. It's not a crime of passion. It's not self-defense. It's not that he was there and then suddenly he had a weapon. And he fired. No, he walked in. He drove to the school with a weapon, walks into the school with a weapon, and chooses his targets and shoots them. Luckily, he's a shitty-ass shot. Nobody dies. Right. Right? But how is that? No one... You know, $75,000 bail. He's out. He's free. He's doing whatever he wants. He's not in jail right now. Kyle defends himself, defends, defends businesses from looters, rioters, rapists, thugs, and criminals. Yeah, and let's get this straight. He didn't cross state lines with the weapon. It was given to him after he was already there. They already threw out the weapons charge. So 
of anything that you could possibly get him, that would have been the one they could have got him for. But here's what pisses me off. If you look at the Wisconsin law, you could have had that case, that charge dismissed before it ever made it into the courtroom. Why? Because PolitiFact, the, or, the fact-checking organization, said he violated because it was under he was under the age of 18 and can't own a firearm of that caliber. Okay, uh, if you go look in Wisconsin law, once it's passed a certain length, a 17-year-old can carry it. And he did. So why did everybody just assume that PolitiFact was correct? And everybody sat here and went and did all of that stuff. Hey, do you remember a while back when we were on TikTok, we did a video and you had asked a question of me and I did a, what was it, like a two minute video about how would I take over America? You remember that? Yes. That was when I did the poem of the, if I was the evil cabal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because in that I made a comment. I was like, what do you do? What you do is you take one group, you take a a, a figurehead, a group uh, entity, and you, uh, you have them say something that's true. And you get them to where everybody believes them, and then you start putting in a little bit of lies to the point where everything's a lie. It's barely got any truth, but everybody believes you because you have been truthful. You've been proven. Nobody checks you after that. Okay, but That's exactly what's fucking happened with PolitiFact. And no, all of no, them, no, they, no, 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 that, no. That's apples and oranges because PolitiFact was never fucking trustworthy. They just got paid the most. Let's be honest. The media has been lying to us for a long time. They weren't honest at all. They never have been. They are so lefty slant. What happened was, is that Fox News wasn't the bastion of conservatism or right wing or patriotism or freedom or liberty or any of those things. But. People on the right listened to Fox News because it was there. It seemed at the time when Fox News first came out and went head to head against CNN that it was the first time that they had somebody who talked about their side in a positive light. And people went and believed everything that Fox News said up until the election of 2020. But by that point, the damage was already done. The PolitiFact article against Rittenhouse was already you know, the fact check and Fox news just passed that out and they didn't, they didn't fact check it. You know, all of the news agencies, they didn't fact check it. I, I had told people that he didn't violate the law and it was horseshit. And you know, he, you know, that was actually his community. I mean, I drive farther to my nearest Walmart than that dude drove that night. Do people not realize that you can get from Chicago to Kenosha in, in about an hour? He went from Antioch. Which is even Kenosha. closer. Yeah, 17 like, fucking miles. Yeah, but I'm just saying, do you not, just to give an idea of everybody's talking about, hey, he went this so far. It's like, dude, Chicago's an hour away. Right. Which is a statement even the judge said. But what I, what everybody's like, well, he had no reason to be there. It's like, his father lives there. He spends half his time there. He's also like, a the lifeguard fuck? there. It's his fucking community. At this point, it's not Kyle that's on trial. We are. Yep. See, okay, this is what this is what drives me crazy. And I know it drives you crazy too. But we have people that we know and that we love and that don't see how this affects them. And you see it in the news. You see it when they interview people on the street. What do you think about the Kyle Rittenhouse case? I don't know, or I wasn't paying attention, or, man, I got so much other stuff in my life, I don't care what some teenager did, if he shot somebody, he should go to jail, blah, 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 blah. Do you not understand that with the case, as it is, that they're coming after you? It's only a matter of time. It's the slippery slope, and, you know, I use the analogy, it's the camel in the tent, once that camel gets his nose under the lip of the tent, that camel's coming in. <laughs> Once his nose is there, the rest of him is only a few minutes behind. When they realize that the justice system is broken and is ruled by mob rule, 
We're done. There is no recovery. America is dead. Dead. Listen to me. There is no coming back from that. And the reason I say that is, look at what happened with the Derek Chauvin case. I don't think that he was innocent on all counts. I do think that there was stuff you could charge him for. But all of them? No. The They knew because they had politicians come in and say, We need justice! And they swayed the jury. And eventually it's going to get thrown out because of those people. They're already but, going for a mistrial. But they... They made the jury made the decisions that they did, and they admitted it because they felt that they were they were doxed and that they were going to be harassed if they came back with anything other than a guilty plea. Don't like that one? You want to argue that one? Fine. How about the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court didn't hear any election cases because Black Lives Matter and Antifa found the addresses of the Supreme Court justices? I don't care how strong and brave and that you are. You rethink things when they threaten your children. When they threaten your grandchildren. They didn't have the spine to listen to the case because they knew what they would find. And they would have to rule. But they didn't. So congratulations. We went from having judicial tyranny to mob tyranny. Congratulations. I don't know which one is worse, but... At least with well, judicial, gonna, I could order. You know, I could argue a, a case for it. You know, right? But what gets me is like, when did we go? And I, I know exactly when it happened. But when did we go from a, a nation of law and order, a, a nation that was based on rights and freedoms, where you are one of your rights is to a fair trial, to where your jury of your peers can be swayed? And make a decision based on the public outcry, not the evidence against you, but the public outcry and the public reaction. You know what? There's a name for that. And I can't remember what it's called. Is it, is it, oh, a kangaroo court. Yeah. When, when the tyranny of the squeaky wheel is what rules the decisions in the court, your country is done. At this point, you're in the Wild West. You know, our last episode, we talked about that it was time to fucking stand up and go in the streets. But here's the problem. We know, and so do those jurors. Those jurors know that if they side with Kyle, the left will right. They also know that if they find him guilty... And it can be later be undone via a mistrial, right? That the right won't do anything. That the right won't do anything. The only other, the only other option at this point is that they come back and say that we are a hung jury, and then the decision goes to the judge. You know what? I gotta and I'll bear with me because everybody, you know how I feel about the left, how I feel about Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all that. You understand that, but I'm gonna say something that's gonna shock you. Right, it's gonna rock your world a second. You know, I kind of gotta give them respect though, because they're willing to stand up and fucking fight. They're willing to do something. Our side, our side, on the other hand, they're sitting there just like the people that watched. I'm gonna say a name. I'm gonna say a name for you. Catherine Susan Genovese. Kitty Genovese. They're the same people that sat there and watched as she was brutally murdered. For what? Because it didn't fucking affect them. Well, And that's the thing that gets under my skin. Even, even though I love some of the people that we know that say this, it doesn't affect me. It's not my problem. It doesn't affect me. Fuck! I mean, eventually it's going to. If you don't think that something like this is going to affect you in the long run, then either you're horribly naive or you're willfully fucking stupid. And you're somebody that I couldn't trust to have the strength of your own convictions, and that bothers me. It bothers me to my core that I can say that about most of our side because they would not stand up and fight. If Kyle tonight was not guilty, right? If they had come out with a verdict not guilty, riots, looting, burning, attacks, we'd start the whole summer of love all over again. But if he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison or death, there might be a handful of people that get up and fight. Maybe. 
Maybe. You, your actions determine the country with which you live. If you refuse to stand, if you refuse to fight, then I don't want to hear you complain. You know what? I'm going to take it one step further. I've made this statement before, but I, I want you to understand what I mean by this. And you all can be offended by it. I don't give a damn. But you're either on my side, by my side, or in my fucking way. And that's the point we've reached. Yep. The time for summertime patriots is over. If Kyle is found guilty, the summertime patriots have destroyed America by their refusal to act. And I know people are going to go, Odin, what have you done? <sighs> so many things. But you have to, okay, you know what, one thing I will say? In, in some regards, they have a point. Not, not to you, not to me, not to other people that have actually done things, but they do have a point. So Winter Soldier slept for so long, and we ignored it for so long, that we allowed it to reach a critical point, a pivotal point. And we weren't able to wake people up in time. And that's the thing that worries me. That's the thing that disgusts me. And if I had to say I have one regret, that would be it. I war I have been warning people for over a decade. But when COVID nineteen reared its ugly head back in February and March, in March, all of my tyranny tripwires have gone off. And I tried to warn people. I tried to tell people what was coming. I tried to tell them that we had lost all of our rights and that America was dying. And we needed to do something, anything, to sit here and stop this tyranny. And I was called a conspiracy theorist. I was called, you know, I was called crazy, radical, extremist. Guess what? Who's fucking laughing now? Is it a conspiracy? Is it is it really a conspiracy theory if we're right? I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist. I am a walking spoiler alert. That's what I keep telling people. What I don't understand is it's so many people, people that should be awake, people that claim to be awake, that think they know what's going on and don't care because they're too busy fighting amongst each other. Or that's what we've run into. Or, or they're just too busy saying it doesn't affect them. Well, you can't. I don't necessarily go as hard against the people who say it doesn't affect me because, let's face it, in the United States, the American bubble, that stuff that happens in the outside world doesn't affect us in America, we know that's wrong, we know it's horrible, but a lot of Americans suffer from it, right? It don't sugarcoat it. It doesn't don't sugarcoat it, call it what me. it is. It, it's fucking apathy. Yeah, toxic apathy. That, I'm done sugarcoating and making it politically correct. I'm just going to tell it as it is. I was going to break it down into a smaller small, but I, I wouldn't have used apathy. You're right. So, <laughs> but anyhow, so, but yeah, it, it it's toxic apathy. If it doesn't affect me, but I mean, it, a lot of people, regardless of side, are guilty of it. I'll give you a perfect example. And a lot of people either forgot that this happened or chose to be willfully ignorant. In Missouri, there was, during the summer of love, and I say that loosely in quotes, the summer of 2020, there were people who sit here and to save their businesses started to put up signs. We support Black Lives Matter. We're a black-owned business, even if they weren't. They put up the little flyers that Black Lives Matter had put out because they just wanted to be left alone. Those are the people that I, you know, I tell you that when I say that history doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. Those were the people that what I effectively call the couch Nazis from World War II. And people sit here and go, Odin, what do you mean, couch Nazi? They were the ones who did the little Sieg Heil. They're the ones that sit here and they, they stood in their business and they ran it and they listened to the government mandates and they listened to who they were supposed to. They followed the law. They did the absolute minimum that they had to do to go along, to get along because they wanted to be left alone. They're still Nazis. 
They're just couch Nazis. They stayed on their couch while all of this horrible shit happened. And that's what's happening now. We have a... We have a country full of people who just want to be left alone and will go along with whatever the government or the the current bully is. And by bully, I mean Antifa and BLM, right? Whatever they say so that they can keep running their business so that they, they don't want to take a stand, they don't want to fight. Their stuff is more important than their freedom. Their safety and security is more important than their freedom and liberty. And because of that, they will lose both. Now, I've said it before. And I'm going to say it again. Those that know evil is happening and ignore it are worse than those perpetuating it. Because they could have changed it. They could have stood up. They could have had the strength of their own convictions. But rather than stand up and fight for what is right. They allowed it, they facilitated it, and they ignored it. And that's exactly what's happening now. I think you could make that statement in the beginning when it first started. You cannot make that statement now. Because if you have one guy there, I'll give you a perfect example. In that same same area where they were putting up the signs, there was a Cuban business owner who refused. With all of the people there, he refused. And they destroyed his business. They targeted him, his family, and his business and destroyed it. That man almost lost his life numerous times because he decided to take a stand. And nobody stood with him. In the beginning, that stand would have inspired people. Now, here's it where makes him a target. Well, because here's where you we and I have are... mob mentality. Well, here's where you and I differ just a little bit. Uh, and it's not, it's not a big difference. But where we differ a little bit is that I've never claimed that this fight will be won, will win. I just claim that sometimes you have to stand up for the fucking principle of the matter. I get it, but I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and take a. Uh, oh, I am. I'm because gonna, if you facilitate uh, it, allow uh, it to stop. happen. I'm not going to take a 75 year old man and say he needs to go pick a fight with fucking BLM. I'm sorry. I'm not that cruel. I'm not either, but there are other ways to be active. You don't have to be on the fucking front line, but just sitting there and letting it happen and ignoring it is the same as facilitating it. I get it, but there are good people who are just utterly terrified. I mean, look, we've been in a psyop of fear for almost two years now. We have not the action is not the action of evil men that you should fear, but the inaction. Of good men. Okay. So what are you doing? No, just kidding. <laughs> I was being a smart ass. Relax. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> but no, I mean, think about it though. Tell me, it's especially when you run it and you realize that most of these people, it's not fear, it's apathy or the fact that it doesn't affect them. Okay. The fact, look, well, it, it'll are... rock the boat, it'll be uncomfortable. I. I agree with you that it's apathy for the people that are far away, but the people that are currently being attacked, the people that suffered the riots, the people who lived in Chad, Chop, whatever the fuck it was called, right, who just happened to live in that area, I don't think theirs was apathy. I think theirs is fucking fear, especially if they have kids. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go with you on that. Walk with me. By the way, guys, you could hear an actual conversation between me and Odin. This is <laughs> this is going to take a little bit. All right. So look, look, Odin, bear with me for a minute. Was this nation not founded by a group of people that knew that they was there was a good chance they would lose, that fought anyway, that fought against the world superpower of the time, outnumbered, outgunned, outmatched, outtrained. Oh, was that is that not soon enough? Okay, okay. Let me let me fast forward a few years. All right, let me fast forward a few years. <laughs> the French resistance, was it or was it not people that were in the local community that stood up that said, Fuck you. We know what's right. We're gonna fight for our freedom, for what we believe is right, for our nation. And they were outmanned, outgunned, outtrained. Most of them were old, crippled, enfeebled. There were some of them that were young that were fought, fighting on the front lines. Or, okay, okay, wait, you know what, you know what? Maybe that's not good. Enough. All right, let all me right, fast forward. I get your fucking point, but let's be honest. 
those suffered. They knew what persecution was. They also knew what tyranny was. In America, they're fucking asleep. You can't... That doesn't make them any less guilty. I get it, but... Again, Without an there's a difference... Like there's a difference like between there's a difference between apathy and fear of persecution while you're actually being persecuted. Well, maybe maybe my mindset, maybe I'm just a different animal. But when things start doing, you know, it's like my job right now. And somebody told me, he's like, well, you signed a contract to have this job. He's like, yeah, but I didn't sign away my medical freedom. You're going to lose your job. Okay, fuck it. Take it. Do it. Well, you're going to have to be locked in your house. Make me. Yes, and that is the key point. For all of this, America will not change. America will not change. America will not change until we stand and say, make us. Period. And I have a sympathetic heart to the old people who are being attacked by the BLM riots. I'm sorry. Gun and shoot the fuckers. Do you remember David Dorn? I didn't say you were going to win, but sometimes <laughs> I, well, I don't it. think you understand. No, I don't. No, th- I, I don't think people understand. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm not being unreasonable. But the simple fact is that if you just allow it to happen, nothing's going to change. If you don't stand up and fight, nothing will change. There comes down a point like some of these people are like oh, I'm so scared to go out in the streets. Why don't you have a firearm? Well, we have the police. Do you? Well, the government will help me. Will it? Well, the army's here to defend me. Are they? Sometimes you have to take shit into your own two hands and take care of your own fucking self. There used to be a phrase. What was it? Self-defense. Pick yourself up by the fucking bootstraps. Bootstraps are racist, didn't you know? (laughs) I'm kidding. No, I agree with you. I, I do have sympathy for those that have lost everything and just don't have the will to fight anymore. And I get it. I know I do. people like I'm, that. But at the same time, the va- that, okay, look, the difference between my stance and your stance is like less than a thousand people. Let's fucking get that right out, right? Like, I have sympathy for a thousand people. You have sympathy for nobody. So I fucking understand where you're coming from. I just, there are extenuating circumstances. I don't expect the blind guy to sit here and go freaking mow down people. Who are attacked? Well, okay, no, I take that. that that's a horrible example because I would. But no, what I'm saying is, is that I don't expect a blind guy to get in a car to drive across the country to go protest. But when it comes to defending his family and his freedom, fuck yeah. Well, everybody seems to think that fighting, like getting out there and being, how to say this, being on the front line is the only thing that matters. That's not true. Uh, even in any war, the front line is not the only part of the battle that matters. True. And that is there why are people I wanted behind to the steer scenes. the conversation that way. Because I want to hear what I I believe that if all we're doing is bitching about the current state of the country, we're not doing anything. So what do we do to fix it? Say, Say they find him guilty. What do you do? Oh, you already know my response. Fucking other people in the audience, Jack Lyon. Oh, 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 oh. hold on. I want to give um, ideas for other people. Hold on, hold on. Let me take a step back from being tear. <clears throat> all right, all right. We're going to go back to being a, a Southern gentleman for a second here. How do we do this? Okay, here's a simple fact. What do you do? You get involved. All right, you start signing petitions. Okay, that doesn't really do much, but go ahead. Get involved. Start signing petitions. Start lobbying to change laws. Start going for a a mistrial. Start speaking out. Start fucking doing anything. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't even have to be for Kyle. It will be anywhere else. Okay, look, anything else. They're coming after our kids on a regular basis. Go to your school board meeting. Oh, well, it doesn't affect me. Well, yeah, it kind of does. So maybe you should get involved in your local elections. Yeah, they're going to sit here. They've already started labeling parents who sit here and go out to those meetings as domestic terrorists. Guess what? They can't. We are many. They are few. And they can't fucking hang us all.
You made me think of something. I'm trying to remember her name. She made a comment about everybody complaining about having to spend more for food. She goes, well, you're Americans. You can do it. It's transportation or something. And I literally was sitting there thinking, it's like, God, it sounds so much like a French Revolution. Let them eat cake. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. Uh, you know, you all have to realize it, it's there's all sorts of things you can do. And sometimes the only thing you can do is make your opinion known and prepare. Get ready. And that's why we talked about the we talk about the prepping stuff every so often is because so that even if you feel that you can't make a difference. Let's put it this way. America is dying. His dead and dying hand is already reaching out. Right. It's it may not make it to 2022. Especially if this shit happens where the rule of law is out the window and we're braced by the tyranny of the squeaky fucking wheel. You have two choices. Be a squeaky fucking wheel or prepare your family and preserve what you can. I I believe in both, but the more I see the more I see the toxic apathy of people, the more I see the couch Nazis, the more I see the people who, it doesn't affect me, so I'm not going to get involved. And when it does, it's already too fucking late. My father used to tell me, I had a, I had a saying, it took me a long time to actually understand what he meant. Because I always, when I was a kid, I always thought it was something else. So if you don't go, when you gotta go, when you do go, you find you already went. Yeah. If you refuse to take a stand, if you refuse to sit here and make a difference where you can, then... Not picking a side is picking a side. Yeah. If you decide that you're not going to do anything, then don't be surprised when the decision is made for you. But... I like talking about solutions, and I think we need to incorporate that in more of our podcast episodes, because I'm reminded of a quote by Marcus Aurelius, where he said, it is time to stop talking about what a good man is and start becoming one. So, so what if, do we do? If you are listening, you need to find out what your, we talk about it all the time, where your fucking bloodline is. Know it now. There, the time for determining and thinking, know it now. And then re react accordingly. Realize that they're going to push that boundary. Prepare now. You know they're coming for you. Austria just did the world's first unvaccinated lockdown. Germany followed suit. I showed you that chart of the countries that their numbers mm -hmm. have increased. And those countries are going to be the ones that lock down. Unvaccinated. They're going door to door. As a matter of fact, in China, they have mobile testing vehicles, units, right? Where they will drive up to you on the street at random and you will have to be tested right there. And you will have to prove your vaccination status. This is not the Nazism that you worried about in World War II. This is not the fascism that you worried about. This is global fascism. This, this is not a fucking drill. Yeah, we literally are in the fight for our lives. Make your decision and pick your team. Announce it. Start a podcast. Wake people the fuck up. But prepare yourself. Prepare for food. Prepare to get away from the government. Prepare to suffer. Prepare to fucking fight. Will you live on your knees? Or will you die on your feet? I would prefer to live on my feet, but I understand the 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 statement that you're trying to make. <laughs> I, I mean, will I don't not about you, but I will not bow. I bow to no man. I will not kneel. I kneel to only two things: my wife and my God. Yeah, no, I'd say that's a pretty smart move on your part. 
<laughs> no, I mean, it, you do not have to be. Okay, I understand that a lot of people are going to think I'm extreme, and I am, but I, I, I've always been. I've always been, you know, by the – I live by a code, and I live by the strength of my convictions. I don't sugarcoat it. I just do what I think is right. Right. And I get that to some people that is considered extreme, but you do realize that people like me built this nation. Not only that, people like me were not extreme. 60 years ago. I hate to tell you this, but you weren't that extreme fucking 20 years ago. It is only recently where Americans decided that patriotism was bad? That believing in freedom and your rights is somehow supremacist? That we decided that we wanted to live in a world of comfort. Change and comfort cannot coexist. If you want to make a change in the world, you have to change your perspective. Because when you change your perspective, you change the world. But you need to do something. You cannot you cannot live in comfort and expect the world to get better. That's not the way no. the world works. It's not. Another thing is expect people not to understand. Expect people to think that you are extreme. Expect them to think that you are obsessed. Because let me tell you, anybody that's number one in their field is obsessed with what they do. Anyone that's number one in anything, even sports, they're obsessed with what they do. People do not understand them. It's okay. They don't have to. At the end of the day, if it comes down to you and the strength of your conviction, do you just go with the flow? Or do you try to make a difference? And I'm not saying that everybody's going to be 100% right. I mean, think about it. You and me, Odin, we disagree on some things. Not a lot. Some things are more like, you know, me believing the ends justify the means and you thinking the means might be a little bit more important than that. Things like that. Fair. But, but at the end of the day, you have to remember that this nation wasn't founded by comfortable people. It wasn't protected or built or changed by comfortable people. It wasn't changed by soft-spoken individuals that were always saying the flowery words, what you wanted to hear. No, it was, it was built by people that didn't give a damn and stood up for what they believed. How do you think a civil rights movement happened? And I, I swear right now, I, I'm seeing Black Lives Matter, and I saw one of them wearing a shirt. With Martin Luther King Jr.'s face on it, and I was like, he'd be rolling in his grave on fire, watching how you all have bastard eyes. Well, he wouldn't have been on fire other than the speed with which he's spinning in his grave. That friction yeah. fire. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Because let me let me let you. The odds of us having a Black Lives Matter supporter listen to our podcast is probably none. But here, let me let me throw in some lesson. Did you realize that Martin Luther King told you that you were not allowed to bring a banner or a sign to a protest, to a march? And you had to sign a non-aggression contract that you would not fight back? Because he understood that the moment that they got... Let's put it this way. You do not attack an enemy or an opponent with a weapon that they are better at than you. And no one on the face of the planet is more violent than the government. And it doesn't cost them anything. It costs you. Why would you go after them with violence? The government is the key of violence. And he understood that. Now, I'm not going to say I'm a pacifist. I strongly believe that sometimes violence is the answer. But that's not the first weapon that you attack somebody with. Hello? I'm trying to think of how to word this and not sound like a complete and total asshole, but I'm curious. Everybody thinks so you're an asshole anyhow, so I, go ahead and just I'm, say I'm, it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the god of war. Let's go. The fact that BLM disregards one of their idols that they hold up. One of their, one of their key figures is Malcolm X. And Malcolm X point blank said the most dangerous 
individual, the most dangerous enemy to the African-American, because I'm not going to say what he said, was a white liberal. And yet now all we see is white liberal leading the charge, facilitating riots, criminal actions, facilitating a regression, a complete and total rewind of all the progress that we have made. This nation wasn't perfect. It's still not perfect, but it's the best in the world for one reason. You had the right to disagree. You had the right to make a difference, and we learned, and we changed. Yep. Slavery was legal by law, and it was the rabble-rousers who stopped it. Discrimination was legal by law, and it was the rabble-rousers stopped it. Funny thing, both of those people, both of those groups were the same. The saying. So what side are you on? What are you going to do? That's what I'd like to know. I really wish that if any of you are listening, uh, there is a, if you're on Anchor, there's an ability to, to send us messages. I really would love to see what some of you all think that you should do, how you should get involved. Because even the littlest thing can work. The smallest thing can make a difference. All it takes is waking one person up, and then that person wakes another one up. That's all it takes. Yep. It is very rarely the messenger, but it is those that the messenger talks to, and then when that message spreads. But I think this episode is about done. <laughs> wonder what we're going to talk about next time. <laughs> I sent you videos. I'm just saying. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, have, I have been collecting them. <laughs> so, anyhow. Um, Priming thank the you. pump for tears rage. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is my job. My job is to sit here and be the calming voice of wisdom and to piss off here whenever possible <laughs> all right so with that i'm odin this is tear and uh hey i'm the one with the ravens thank you for joining <laughs> us in another episode of winter's call huh no i get the two birds <laughs> you don't get the two birds you gotta pick your own animal Okay, fine. This is the great fuck off bear. Fuck off! Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Look, je- ladies and gentlemen, please just remember one thing. All it takes is one. Yep. Just so go one. out and make a difference. Do something. So, I have a question. I'm mm. still recording. Maybe I should stop recording. No, I'm fuck it. Care. I'm going to ask. So, why do you say African American instead of black? Do you want me to be honest? I do. Because I'm colorblind. Most Indians and Mexicans look almost as black as most African Americans I know. I don't have that problem. I, I still call well, black. I don't... Uh, you want to know honestly? Because I have a problem with the song This Little Light of Mine. What? Yeah, I do. I do. Yellow, black, and white, all are precious in his sight. And I said that, and, and to me, I'm like, black's a wrong. It's not, it's not right. Uh, Indians aren't red. Mexicans are not yellow. And African-Americans are not black. Well, some of them are. Some of them are, let's be honest. Wait, wait, wait. Yellow was the Asians. Asians. Asians, Mexicans, are, are both of those are interchanged a lot. Okay, see, that color would get me. But no, no, but I, it's. I mean, I, no. The reason I, mean, I said I'm African American, I'm not saying that you call them what Joe Biden calls them. Well, Just, see, that's the problem though, because when I was getting ready to quote Malcolm X, he goes, "The Negro's biggest enemy." I was like, "I'm not calling them. I'm not doing that." You know, I'm sorry. And I just right? did. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fine, no, okay, look, look. I have a problem because I, to me, it makes me uncomfortable, and, and it's not that I have a problem. Like you know me well enough to understand. I call a spade a spade. I don't give a damn. Right, I don't sugarcoat things, but there are some things I sit there and I go, you know, 
I don't like the term, and it's a personal thing. I don't like the term red. I don't like the term black. I don't like the term yellow. When it comes to describing people, I I don't want to ever base anything off of your color. I and don't that's either. me personally. But but I refuse to call them African American if they weren't born in Africa. Sorry. Fair. No, I can no, give no, you that. No, 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 no. Look, I feel I very strongly about this. If I move, if I move to France. And don't join the Foreign Legion, right? If I move to France, I will never be a Frenchman. If I move to Great Britain, I will never be Brit. If I move to Russia, I will never be Russian. But if I move to America, I'm a motherfucking American. This hyphenated bullshit has got to go. I get it. And maybe it's because, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I never really had a problem with slurs or anything like that you notice i don't usually use them and to me it's a it's a respect thing because i've always said that if if i give people a a modicum of respect until they prove to me they don't deserve it right and then those individuals i have no problem calling them whatever i want my problem is i don't like calling black americans and it's just it's it's just weird to me i'm just like because they're not black half of them are about as dark as me in the in the summer like, this doesn't make any sense. Am I going to call him caramel? 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 Fuck it. Caramel. <laughs> but I, I get where you're coming from. Because I have a, a, uh, I've got a couple of really good friends that are from South Africa. And they're, they're white. But they originated. And they were, they were born in South Africa. And they moved here. And they're African Americans. I know where you're coming from on that. But until I can find some way that I feel is not as denigrating as black Americans makes me think. Cause I, I prefer just to be like Americans. I agree. I agree. I, but I, I hate this because I, I see the liberals do this all the time and it drives me nuts. Well, you're white, you're black, you're yellow, you're red. You know, the, your skin color means so fucking much to them. And it doesn't about? mean anything to me. They are all about dividing us on immutable characteristics. And that's why I hate using the term black American. It, it just, and not only does it seem disrespectful, but it's like it's playing straight into the lefty playbook of yeah, intersectionality. No, African American puts them into puts the the mentality because it creates a hyphenated American. And if you have, if you are a citizen, you're a fucking American. Fuck the hyphenated bullshit. Because unless <clears throat> you're born in another country, all you are is American. And here, like, here, wait, wait, no, I'm going to piss off a lot of people. Watch this. I was born in America, so technically, I'm native fucking American. And with that, we're going to sign off for real this time. I'm no, no, I, this is Tier. And we will see you next time. <laughs> well, you just had to get me in trouble, didn't you? Yes. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.